Good morning, class. Welcome to Wit, Zeal and Arda. An introduction to ergonomics. To begin, can anyone tell me where ergon is? Anyone? Anyone at all? I mean, it's metal, isn't it? Good, yes. Ergon is often found in a stable metallic form. However, this only occurs with crystalline metals, not amorphous metals. Keep that in mind. Anyone else? It's fuel, right? Very good. Ergon is often used as fuel for aethercraft. It's also used as fuel for magic, but we're not dealing with that here today. But there's another answer I'm looking for, and I just gave you a big hint. Ergon is ether. Or it was, anyway. Precisely. Excellent. When the world shattered, the aether fell like rain, and after the maelstroms of wild magic ceased and the fog of astrum settled upon much of the world, the aether collected, condensed, and suffused the land. Sorry, Professor. What's astrum? It's the dream, you lemon. It's a fancy word for the dream. But what is the dream? Ah, uh, yes. I heard we had an Idrisilly student joining us this year. I simply hadn't anticipated you'd be joining my class. I have learned much of the world through broadcast and books, but I wish to see the wasteland of Nod for myself. Oi, what do you call a wasteland, Featherplucker? I, I meant no offense. The notion of a world shrouded in astrum, at constant threat of being twisted and warped by one's own thoughts, to have cities surrounded on all sides by a creeping madness, uh, simply waiting for the aether fires to die. To many of my countrymen, this is hell. Good, yes. Ergon <laughs> uh, can be burnt to release a smog of aether to stabilize that portion of the materium for a short time. Even a fire as small as an aether torch can keep a single soul safe from the ravages of the dream. This is how the Gith survive, despite wandering out beyond the Berenice, beyond lucidity. But we're not here to discuss the science of Ergon. We're here to discuss ergonomics, the study of currency, specie, market values, and investment. We will also briefly go over a section on patent rights, land rights, and how these can grant members of the lower classes the right to vote in the meritocratic kingdom of Nod. Let's begin with chapter one. The word ergon comes from a pre-shattering root language, meaning work, labor, or effort. Ergon is pure potential energy, which means it can be converted into heat or kinetic energy at a moment's notice with the right guidance. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy night? 1920s. New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. The journey to the other side of the central cluster 
is a long one. One week, to be exact. In that time, all of you have opportunities to interact with each other, learn the ship's mechanisms, and settle in to your new home. Lida, I understand what you've been saying, but where I'm from, a brothel means something entirely different. What else could a brothel be? So many other things. I worked in one as a child. Stop. That's going on the diaper list. No. (laughs) No. Well, what do you call it when you serve soup to the underserved? A soup kitchen. A kitchen for soup. You just call it what it is. That's about as clever a name as fireplace. You're, you're feeding people. It doesn't need to be some big act of epic poetry. It's a soup fucking kitchen. Yeah, a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> what is goblin soup like? Oh, no. It's whatever you find, really. If it's too crunchy, you can loosen it up with some saliva. We serve it in discarded food bags. What intrepid cuisine. I feel like a discarded food bag. Well, what's soup like where all of you come from? Liquid. Mostly liquid. Yeah, soup. Typically, we don't include iron shavings, but then again, we don't have anemia problems. Hey, (laughs) iron is good for your health. Unless it's sharp. So, let me get this straight. You, as a goblin, can eat pretty much anything? Yeah, if it fits. I don't have a sensitive tum-tum like you. Rarely would I say a sensitive tum-tum is something to be proud about, but right now, I'm going to go ahead and stand on that hill. Oh, look at me. I can't eat garbage. I'm fancy. (laughs) No, I'm alive. Look, look, I I appreciate this little insight into, what do you call it? Where you're from? The midden. The midden. The midden. Which is not what you wear to keep your hands cold in winter. (laughs) But what I was trying to get at is what were your duties there? You just, you said brothel and suddenly it were the only thing I could think about. My duties? Hi, what'd you do there? Like, on the scale, they're usually a four or five, I guess. Oh my god, as long as they're not crunchy, you're fine, right? (laughs) Oh, I love dropping a good crisper. (laughs) When it gives you a nice scratch on the way out? (laughs) It scrapes itself clean. When I drop it, I want to hear it shatter. (laughs) Hey, there's nothing wrong with a crispy. Sometimes you got an itch, you got a scratch, you know? Your responsibilities, Miss Bag. Your responsibilities. Well, you just said it. I'm a bag. What does that mean? It means I'm a junk scavenger. Thank you. But most people call us bugs, because from above, that's what we look like crawling around on the dunes. So, it were your job to find things? Yeah, and most bags gotta sell them, but I learned to make stuff out of it. All right. So, it was your responsibility to put things together to solve a situation. That's right. I make all kinds of gadgets. Excellent. And I don't have these fancy store-bought parts. I build what I find. We'll touch on hunter-gatherer communities later. But for right now, I have a very good job and good task for you. It's twofold. Are you ready? Hit me with your number two, Cap. Oh, boy. All right. (laughs) Well, we'll start at the bottom. You're the morale officer. But I mean, like, an accidental morale officer. It's your job to keep everyone's spirits up. Keep them laughing. Does that mean I get to tell them what to do? No. No, no, you don't. (laughs) We'll get back to what that means later. But most importantly, it's your job to be the shipwright. To fix, repair, and put together things on the ship that aren't working good. 
All right. You hear that, snack packers? <laughs> I'm the ship right, and that means I'm right about the ship. <laughs> that's Captain Snack Packer to you. I need you to go find something that's wrong and make it right. Physically. Well, that shouldn't be hard here. I'm on it. Thank you. As Lita walks off with her orders, she picks out a large piece of loose charcoal from her pocket and idly marks things as she walks past. Small X's on everything she finds not up to par. <sighs> well, foe, at least you're good at cleaning things. I wouldn't say I'm good at it. It's just easy. Fair. I'm better at this. He holds out just a fat spliff. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> It's, it's beautifully crafted, perfectly even, one of the finest rolls you've ever seen. Well, I'm ashore or off duty. Perhaps I'll partake. But now I got to keep the old noggin clear. Sit yourself. I will. Pass the Duchess to the port hand side. <laughs> <laughs> the Duchess. Duchess. Libby's wife. Excuse me? Louis's wife. Why? <clears throat> Strife. The Duchy of Strife. Where the hell is that? On the west of the Dream Coast. Right by where the Yam. No, okay. We're not there. I understand the wordplay. But if I'm not mistaken, you've called Lydda your wife. Ah, oh, no, it's a damn of endearment. You're talking to a cute bird. You call her Duchess. Same way I call you Steel. Or Tragic. I do like birds. <laughs> Steel or tragic? Steel plate? Mate. Tragic fate? Mate. They mean the same thing. I'm putting that together. Yeah, but usually if you don't like them much, you go with the nice one. Which one is the nice one? Figure it out. Dinner. Oh, dinner works. Your dinner off... Mmm. <sighs> <laughs> Sewer. Great. Well, I like it. You're getting on it. Mr. Kithkin, you and I eventually need to have a uh, clarifying conversation about your lexicon. Drop me a couple full, I'll teach you the entire dictionary. Sure, we'll get to... We'll... <sighs> Mr. Kithkin, what is full? Full, larder, arder. He, fl- he pulls out a coin and begins flipping it. Money! Okay. Ah, arder. Like this money you use? Gigil is going to, like, jingle his left hand, which currently the nucleus interred in there has a, a ring of three coins. Exactly. Wit, zeal, arda. Wit being the lowest. That's the one. We mostly trade in skill and goods for goods. The Iron Claws tend to handle coin. you got to understand, when you're dealing with um, Ergon, most of the time, you're going to be using it for fuel. But if you're going to be trading it and resources, you got to be able to Price out exactly what's worth what. It took us some time to get there. Between Nod and Nidrasil, agreeing on what things were what. Mostly we just used the Nordite standing. Wit, zeal, ardor. That's fair. We, uh, we smoke Ergon. So do I. Ah. He's still holding the, <laughs> he's still holding the spliff. Ah, maybe when I need some wisdom. I'll give you some wisdom. Oh, boy. Speaking of which, Gidgel and I have some things to touch on. Mr. Kithkin. You're free to go about the ship and see what needs cleaning and rearranging for now. We'll touch on your more specific duties later. I'd like to speak to you privately about that. Sounds good to me. Oh, the fact you need anything specifically, let me know. Fo walks down, preceded by a plume of smoke. <laughs>
As you go into the lower quarters towards your room, you notice Troth at your door, having just cracked it open to what looks like return something to you, and he's holding your chamber pot. <laughs> Look, if you're going to steal shit, there's not that many places to hide it. Is it considered stealing to borrow from your allies? Without asking. I mean, then again, where I'm from, that's pretty normal. See, I'm not, um, we're not going to get into the complications of, uh, Kiff ownership. He'll hand the bucket back to you. Then I thank you. It's empty. He waves his hand and presses his seats to make sure and then takes it. I required fuel myself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if you're going to be sucking down my leavings, best you uh, not make it noticeable. I will use extreme subtlety in the snatching of chamber Give her an egg. He holds out his spliff. I just lean in, looking at it closely. This is not an egg. It is burning. <sighs> egg yolk. Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> he nods, followed by shaking his head no. <laughs> Why would you burn an egg and inhale it as particulate rather than enjoy the nourishment within the shell? I'm egging a spliff because, um, well, life is hard sometimes. And, uh, this is a nice way to relax. By inhaling the egg. Mm. So you got your whole, um, what is it? Fruiting body? But your fruiting body is not exactly built to contain, um, chemicals, intoxicants, things that kind of mess with your perception. I am not burdened with hardships like lungs and organs, like mammals. But that means you don't get the joy of fucking them up. I have heard from the other members of the crew that we are headed to your homeland. Mm -hmm. You have experienced the beauty of my homeland. I would be delighted if you would tell me of the beauties of yours. Well, it's not beautiful, I'll tell you that much. But, uh, take it down to the moon and stars, we're gonna have ourselves a couple of pints of kitty. Be nice. And are the other people from your home as scarred and... Mismatched as you. <laughs> no. This is a side effect of the curses. Curses? Your people did this to you? No, I did this for my people. How does harming one's vessel aid others? You gotta understand that the dream likes to seep into things. It likes to take the shape of uh, people's fears. Things that, things that might happen become things that do happen. So your place, you got no dream. It's none of that damn imagination there. It's just nature playing out, end on end. Where I'm from, it's the opposite. Intentions, will, thought, they start to manifest themselves, and they be harmful. I take those things on to myself, and I make use of them. If your home is plagued with this dream that manifests into things that harm, why do your people live there and not migrate to new lands? That's exactly what we do. We've been jumping island to island for a long time and taking whatever we like. Trying to find places that aren't currently occupied, and if somebody gives up too much of a fuss, then, well, we do our best to make sure it becomes unoccupied. Mm. Well, I say we. More people are the gift. And we ain't much for, um, colonization. There are birds in Nidrasil that seek when parent birds of another species flee the nest and consume their eggs, replacing them with their own. And those birds return to raise these foreign creatures as their own children. This sounds like the activities of your people. To move into another nest 
and become part of their family. Well, that's the way of most Northites. And then you smoke the egg. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but you're getting there. Tell me more of this nod. The ship is filled with the sounds of banging and whirring. This has continued for several days at odd hours, as Lydda has gone to work. Lydda, late into the night while you're working, there is definitely a knock at your door. What? Open it. Come on in. Nothing's going to fall on me again, right? No, I secured it. Good. Once wasn't funny. Twice would be less so. (laughs) Darlu will very carefully and slowly open the door. It is made even slower by the fact that there is a considerable amount of garbage taking up the space between the closed position of the door and the open position of the door. There's nothing on this boat. Where do you find all this shit? It's lying around. Hey, have you seen the chamber pot? It's missing still. Oh, yeah, mine was gone for a little bit too. (sighs) I wanted to take one and attach it to a vacuum tube. Take one what? Chamber pot. Oh, thank goodness. What an inefficient way to dispose of waste. Look, when I finish that project, do you want to dump it off the ship or store it for later? I I cannot think about your shite launcher right now. <laughs> There's just Sir Troth with his ear up against the wall. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I need to talk to you about the noise you're making late into the night. First point, no such thing as night in space. What's your issue? My issue is that at least I have to sleep. I think Mr. Kithkin has to sleep as well, and I have no idea about Troth or Gedgel. It's so hard to sleep while you're in here, hacking away at turd catapults or whatever else you're dreaming of. No, I haven't gotten to work on the turd catapult. I need a chamber pot. (laughs) That's not the point, Lydia. it's called the turbuchet. (laughs) (laughs) A trebuchet, please. (laughs) And the sooner I can get started, the better. You have to calibrate the pressurization or it'll suck your guts out with your gob. You're talking about live ammo? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you thought of every aspect, Lydia. How it needs to be hooked to the body. How much leavens one needs to create an effective rocket. Hell, how it could quickly move Gigil from one place to another. But I just, I just want you to understand when the rest of us are trying to recover. This is hard. Well, I, I work when inspiration strikes, you know. Gotta follow the dopamine. Maybe <laughs> you can work on things what aren't hammering or sawing. When everyone else is trying to sleep? What? Here, here. Let me clear. What are you working on right now? What is that? Well, these are electromagnetic gauntlets. But you wouldn't know because I still need a power source. How about this? You draw up your plans and schematics while we're trying to sleep, and you work on them while we're awake. If I may make a suggestion, design schematics for soundproofing. Upside daddy voice is worse than our racket. And these walls are leaf thin, but fear not for the presence of your chamber pots. They're safe. Go! <laughs> Go to sleep! Fine. I can work on schematics. But in that case, I'm gonna need some crayons. 
Troth, are you down there? Troth? Yes, I am here, near the heart. Please come in. Hmm. There is an energy in this room. Indeed, and if you would be so kind, it is Sir Troth. Deepest apologies. I've gotten used to how informal everyone is on this ship. Isn't it strange adapting to these mammals? I find everything else is strange, yes, but adapting to them seems natural. Hmm. What do you need of me, Gigil? In my meditations, I had pondered. Polythemus as well spoke of a resonance in the Oak Song. Ah, you have met my brother, Polythemus. A noble creature indeed. They were very accommodating. And yes, I feel the very song of the heart emanating like a gentle hum, sometimes rising to a crescendo, the most beautiful music I've ever heard. So you perceive it as though music. All beautiful noises are a kind of music, be it a child's laughter or the purring of a cat. But I do not hear this heart as music. What does it sound like to you? There is no sound, simply a pressure. Hmm. It pushes against me. There is something deep within the cavities of this, a space much larger than it appears, that I feel bound to, like Polythemus and the very trees and river. We are of the same seed. Perhaps this is why. You are from a faraway land where our seeds have not spread. And even if it found its way to our soil, there are seasons in which nothing can grow. In fact, where most things die. I myself have been eager to learn more of the languages of the herds we have united ourselves with. But if you sit with me for a time, I will translate the song of the heart. En près de ma blonde, qu'il fait bon, vraiment, vraiment. En près de ma blonde, qu'il fait bon dormir. Mr. Kithkin. Aye. A moment of your time. I've got nothing but moments. I should hope. Darlu will take Foe to the captain's quarters, closing the door behind the both of them. I'd like to clear the air about something. As you say those words, he moves his glowing hot finger away from his cigarette. Darlu is a little smile. Addies, I'm no stranger to smoke. Right. I uh, rolled this one with a bit of a ether crest. Think you might like it. I may. But while I have my thoughts and wits about me, I'd like to say this first. My kind has hated you and your kind for as long as we can remember. You, quite obviously, bear the face of my enemy. It's been hard for me to put that aside from time to time and treat you like a member of the team and not somebody to be ousted and faced. I would like to make certain that I am not taking advantage of my times of authority over you. That I am not treating you as less than. Because I could see myself easily falling into that trap. I need you to listen to my orders. However, if I am being unfair 
untoward or biased against you. I need you to tell me that as well. Well, for starters, you used you twice to refer to me in a Nordite. I don't think you understand. And Kif, we're not like them. We can't be. We're a, we're a tool to them. And a necessity, an unpleasant necessity. Keep in mind, my people have been taking as much of advantage as yours. We just look the same. Well, most of us. It's an important lesson. I appreciate your forwardness about it. And admittedly, there may be another layer between your guys, specifically, and the history of Innisgard, but I'm not here to be an educator at the moment. As you say that, his burning hand instinctually goes to the broken horns on his head. Aye. Look, I'd like to give you a very special job. You have been clear and forward about what your task and your responsibilities were back home. And I think there's something you can do aboard this ship better than anyone else. I'd like to trust you with a important task. I need you as my bosun. Big job. Yes. And initially, my judgment and idea were to give it to Gigil or Troth. But they are too similar to me in many ways. Mm. I need my bosun to be someone from as different as a background from me as possible. Someone I instinctly don't want to trust. Mm. Honorable. I like that thinking. It would only serve to benefit the both of us. Mm. And I give you an opportunity now to say no if you think that'd be an uncomfortable task for you. We'll try it out for a mission or two and see how it goes. I'm familiar with the idea. I'd hope so. It's a hard one to explain sometimes. Well, before you continue, now that that's been offered, give me that fine smokable. <laughs> he passes it over to you. When you take a hit, it tastes surprisingly green. Very cool. There's an almost a minty quality to it. Oh, oh. the elder smoke is a lot harsher than this. Oh, the kiff. When we wander around, we drop seed here and there, everywhere. And as we go, we like to collect the stuff that looks pretty good. And then we replant. Sort of moving around. Tends to lead to some uh, interesting blends. Ah, hey, you're like the tree islands then. Not too far, yeah. Well, on the note of my new responsibilities as bosun. Ah, this list. He pulls out the list with Lita's name on it. Of all the contractors that they suggested. <laughs> ah, ma'am. Not too happy about it. You don't understand, I've been working around and with the League for a while. But they like to do this thing with new ships. They send them out, they send them to their recommended places, and a lot of the time it ends up putting them in a bit of a debt. So I got another alternative for you. I don't know if a couple of folks over in Axbury, who are, uh, they'd probably be willing to take care of this job free of charge. We might have to do them a favour, but it means we'll be flying under the radar of the League, we're going to be going through it without any worry about starting off with debt. What do you think? I think I have a consideration to give before I say yes. Short and simple. Should we be discovered by the League and disciplined in some sort of way, what do you think we should respond to that with? <laughs> Discipline? Oh, son. 
If you think the league cares about what you do, you haven't been paying attention. Way to start your new job strong. I'll chart a course. It'll be perfect. Axbury's a hell of a party city. You can check out the situation. Maybe we'll have a couple drinks. It'll be a grand old time. So this was about three years antebellum. I was all in a wagon down Amthanau through Chelford outside of Axbury. A tickle on the nape of my neck pulls me into the grease beak. Some diver shell. Mind I was maybe 16, so four years in the sinning. I couldn't tell the call of the sin from a niche for whiskey to save my fucking life. Or anyone else's. Anyway, I roll into the beak. Already humming from Dream Lash and Road Bears. Well, I see this girl, and I'll mean girl, slaying nails and rumpled gingham like a discarded doll with a need to please. She's a pro at 18. Every word a promise, every drink a potion of courage. But when the questions come, Who in the York that you so what's your poison? You ever had an order, miner? The answer's always the same, like an old friend determined for a night out with the girls. I gotta get home to me husband's. Me dad would have me aid. Oh, I'm not into the fellas. When she puts the magic on me, I'm an inch from the court in line. Yes, ma'am, how do you do? Have you ever considered a life on the road? That's all. But my instincts tell me something's wrong. I wait it out. You see, the yellow coat, it earns you a bit of a loose interpretation of last call. I put my hand in, and no one says no to a senior. I'm flipping stools and cleaning drawers when I shoot my shot. Oh, hello. What ails you? The words echo like ricochet through every job and every ball. Failed or no? So innocent. So pedestrian. Oafish. Like an aging drunk who's lost his charms in a gutter. She bites. Starts spinning her hard bat. Her dad's beating her. Mum's gone. Sick little brother. Because there's always a win in the picture. I don't offer my services. I don't say shit. I just listen. Worst time I'd ever done that. Might have been the last. Because see, if I'm listening, I'm working. She leads me away. Not home. Never home. Six days we was entangled. Like string in a bag. Don't know how it got that way. And you'd be mad to try and separate it. Sixteen. Oh, I was stupid. Too stupid to see the signs. Too stupid to see the sins. Day six, my head starts thinking for me cock instead of the other way around. So I get to following her. No jealousy. No paranoia. Just the itch. That deep one at the base of the throat and a little behind. Only she doesn't go home, see? Shelford Cemetery is a sight to be held. Ten acre crop of healthy marble. Good little soldiers all in a row. Fragrant like snorting tears and family swears. Grief is all. She's bedded down under her own name. Cold as a pint. That's all. Maybe for the first time. I tell her her own story. Young girl in love. Her bow goes off to strife to fight for the Duchess. Only he doesn't come back. She tries to move on, but something's stopping her. 
I leave her catching moonlight in a pint glass. I'm off to do the job. Three months I wander the dream of strife. The Litchfields are alive with the dead. Now you've got to understand, any watery cunt who sees a sin in her looks like a banshee's whale if he thinks it'll get him out of eternity in the mud and the fog. Some enterprising chaps will even play the part of the love lawn and the war-torn. Oh, aye, that's Miguel back in Chelford. Give us the kiss and a cracker and send us home. When I finally find the sinner, he doesn't spin a sob story. No need. He's walked his feet to bones, face down in another man's blood, whispering her name into the slot, up to his throat in it. And the thought of her has him crawling. I give him the kiss and the cracker. A few dozen more to boot. Job well done, folk. Another one for the books. Only there's no tip at the end of the shift. Back in show, the poor girl went rotten in front of a dozen punters. The sin and the dream were the only things keeping her going. Did herself in with a frog hop off the bar stool when she got the black letter. She just forgot she was dead when it came down to punch card for the day's work. The rot. It started with a black and blue necklace, of course. One last memento of love long lost spreads from the wound like a spilt porter. Cheer up. Tears dry and time, son. But a job well done. Well, that's his own comfort, eh? I had the good sense to bring the boy back. Gave them both a nice hole to spend their forevers together. I wonder if I might have given up the yellow coat to love that corpse and done the end of my days. Wish I had. Might have been a damn sight better than what came next. <sighs> I need a drink. Axbury. What a fucking toilet. Still, something to be said for any barony that will tolerate the drink. Or a burned up old bitch like me. Just gotta make sure you stay out of the marble garden. Mind that might where you find there. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Happy LUQ year! Today is the first, and I am definitely feeling last night's party. I swear uh, me talking about my hangovers is not going to become a thing for the season, I swear. Uh... I probably shouldn't get into character too much, to be honest. Uh, there's really not much for me to say other than I hope uh, you will all join us for another amazing year of LUQ. We love doing it. We hope you love listening to it. 
On that note, tomorrow is the second, and that means my new show, The Heresies of Randolph Burntwine, comes out in earnest. They're submitting it for approval tomorrow morning, and hopefully it clears, but worst case, it'll be up on the third or something like that. This is my first solo project, and I am nervous as hell. That said, it would mean the world to me if you would give it a listen. You can find my Patreon for this new endeavor at Thorb.info, that's T-H-O-R-B dot info, or on Slapdashstudios.com. There's also a channel in the LUQ Discord for it if you have any questions. Thank you again for listening. Let's get you back to the action. An unsheathed blade grows lonely untested, and honor doesn't grow on trees. But with today's busy mile-a-minute lifestyle, it can be hard to find the right person for you to challenge. Well, look no further. Now there's a program to help swordsmen seeking honorable combat to test their mettle with Hilt. Fill out your personal dueling profile for maximum combat compatibility. Fencing, arming blades, jousting, maybe even two-handed swords. Find the perfect match for your tastes and sharpen your medal against like-minded warriors. There are lonely knights in your area who want to duel you tonight. And for a limited time, you can get 50% off our premium Hilt Plus to find battles to the death if you seek ultimate honor. Hilt, the dual matchmaking service. It's about time. Petricor dances with spoiled trash and vomit. Yours. The ice pick in your head gives no indication it intends to depart. As your paper-dry hands rasp against your face, a damp and distant rumble cuts through your delirium. Your eyes come into vague focus to find the blurry figure of a man with the head of an iron wolf. He is shouting something at you. As you take in the scene, you realize you've fallen into a combat stance on instinct as several men move in to surround you. Roll for initiative. What? What? Ah. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I got 22 as my initiative. Okay. Anybody else above 20? No way in hell. Okay. Anybody above 15? (laughs) <laughs> rad anybody above 10 i got 14 11 okay darlu got an eight <laughs> sorry i thought you were gonna say lower than that no yeah darlu got an eight we will begin the initiative with gigil gigil's got some drip and by that i mean in his intoxicated state <laughs> the sharper boundaries of him are dripping down onto the ground and then snaking or at least squirming their way back into the main body. Mm-hmm. You're falling apart, man. I'm falling apart. <laughs> Can't keep myself together. What does Gigil see in front of him other than us guys screaming at him? What? What? Behind you, approaching from another part of the alley, you see a man with a red blossom nose so deep it looks like it's about to burst. His bald head is riddled with phlebitis, a good republican body (laughs) and his prodigious beer gut seems to inform the state of his nose behind the man in the wolf helm you see another nodite 
This one, seemingly more coherent, less intoxicated. He's holding a blade that looks like he made it himself, but also looks like it's seen a fair amount of battle. In the distance, you can hear people approaching from the other two alleyways at the end. Where you are currently standing, it makes a double T intersection around what looks like a bar in the middle of a bunch of alleyways, hidden from the main streets. So with arms stretched out to kind of create space, Gigil says, Okay, wait, wait, wait. Did the debates go poorly? (laughs) Have we moved on to violent conclusions? Everybody who's moving towards you seems to be doing so with murderous intent. They don't seem to respond to your query. Okay. Violence it is then. (laughs) With that, Gigil is going to get into a low stance, stumble a bit, reach behind his back, and then swing as if a sledgehammer onto the pavement, his three-sectioned mace, hopefully to the dome of this thug. (laughs) Go ahead and roll attack. Am I drunk? Is this disadvantage? You are drunk, and this is a disadvantage. Okay. That is going to be 13 to hit. That is going to hit this gentleman, who does not seem like he has been in many fights that didn't just involve getting drunk and hitting somebody with a chair. But he's got a knife out, right? He does. In fact, everybody here is either wielding a knife or some other kind of tool for murder that all of them look like they could also be tools for something else. No one here has a weapon that looks like a weapon. That's going to be 11 points of damage. (laughs) Beautiful. Being a level three monk, that's all I do. Excellent. You bring down your three-section staff onto his skull, and you hear a loud crack as he falls to the ground. Are you intending to deal lethal damage? No. Okay. Can I make a perception check to look and see if I'm alone here or if... Absolutely you can. Uh, That is a natural 20 for a 25. (laughs) Uh, You realize that one pile of garbage looks like it's breathing and immediately assume that it's going to be Lydda. And at a distance, you can hear what sounds like Troth having a one-sided conversation down the alley next to Darlu. Okay. I'm going to walk around the corner to where I can kind of hear the shambling trash heap. Immediately see the body that was making the footsteps you heard earlier. Lida, they're trying to harm us. I don't want to be harmed. (laughs) (laughs) But I seem to have done it to somebody else. And myself. (laughs) I then close the distance to get into the fracas between Lydda and this ruffian. This ruffian seems to be, in all respects, a dad. The only thing he lacks is evidence of children. His rough hands and the hammer that he carries seem to indicate that he might be a smith. But the heavy tattoos on his wrists and neck suggest otherwise. What is an apron but a medieval utility shorts? That brings us... To the man with the wolf helm. <gasps> Baron von Wolfhelm. <laughs> he reaches into the mouth of his wolf helm, and you hear a loud crack of something that sounds like glass breaking. A moment later, a purple smoke begins to pour out from between the teeth, and then those teeth close down as the mask manifests itself as a real wolf's head. Is it part of the drugs? Probably. <laughs> He steps forward and tries to take a bite out of you. Oh, God. Does he have advantage if you're drunk? No. Okay. 
We went to the wrong bar. We were supposed to go to the moon and stars. We found ourselves in the Wolfenstein. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 16. Bad dog. That hits. Okay. He chomps down on you as the metal bites deep into your shoulder. You take 18 points of damage. I am unconscious. Jesus. <laughs> Level three. I'm so sorry. Easy come, easy go. I wasn't expecting you to roll a seven, eight on this bite attack. That's all right. That's all right. I'm down. Admittedly, you did just take out one guy with one hit, so these weren't necessarily dangerous enemies. <laughs> the scream that cuts through the air alerts Troth. You see Troth squatting down. It appears at some point someone has adorned his featureless face with drag queen style makeup. <laughs> and he's arguing with what looks like a combination of a raccoon and a naked mole rat <laughs> that is scuttling through the garbage of the alley. But Bagsworth, you are the arbiter of your own dreams. You live in a prison of lies. And then his head perks up at the sound of Darlu screaming. And he looks to his left and right, figuring out where the shit he is. <laughs> what? Where? What? Who are you? You stand in an alley and the man walking towards you looks almost human. Almost not But the tattoos along his forehead seem to create ridges that have almost manifested themselves in spines, not unlike a reptile. His tongue split, slips out from between his broken, yellowing teeth, and he walks towards you with what looks like a butcher's cleaver. Mm. Hopefully having a shield and spear still strapped up, ready to go, Troth raises them and says, Speak ye now, friend or foe, but not my friend foe. <laughs> You hold aloft and guard yourself with the trash can lid. And when you pull your spear out, you realize it's a broom. <laughs> when you have a broom, every problem looks like a pile of dirt. <laughs> Captain! <laughs> if he takes but another step forward, I'm just going to bonk him with a broom. I love it. Uh, since this is not a sharp weapon, I will not be doing any kind of lethal attack. I don't think being on acid would give me a disadvantage to attack. That's fair. That's fair. It's not a drunk, but... No, I mean, every, every time I've been on any psychedelic, I found myself way more coordinated. I usually get better at stuff, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. depending. Um, so I'm just going to use an untrained broom attack. I miss. I'll bet you. <laughs> What'd you get? An eight. That is going to miss. <laughs> you thrust at him with your cleanly spear, and he easily parries it with his cleaver. And it scares away the naked raccoon. And I shout out, Bagsworth, no, we're sworn brethren. <laughs> Would you like to do anything else? Nope. <laughs> All right. I am aware of where the captain is, and it is my next step of importance after dealing with this. Beautiful. All righty. That is going to make it Lita's turn. Sleeping in a trash heap with her welding goggles pulled down like a sleep mask, Lita is snoring. <laughs> But sensing the imminent danger, it's Iris who hurriedly crawls down her arm, integrating with the unpowered gauntlet. It hums to life, and a blue shimmer covers Lita's skin for a moment, activating a defensive field. And then the gauntlet, as if moving on its own, lifts up Lita's sleeping body <laughs> <laughs> and hurls towards this nearby threat. Perfect. I assume I have disadvantage. You do. With disadvantage, that is an 11. That is enough to hit this man. 
<laughs> you hit dad. Hit this battle Birkenstocks do not protect. <laughs> and as the gauntlet strikes him, there's a crack of thunder, and he takes seven thunder damage. Total? Total. He is still standing, but clearly fucked up. The boom awakens the sleeping goblin, who begins choking and coughing. <laughs> what did I inhale, a rapper? <laughs> Anything else? That is it for me. That is going to bring us to the peasants. <laughs> the piss ants. Realizing that he is overmatched, the dad disengages and sprints. Bye, dad. Hope you find your dad. Yeah, you you better run. I've been sleeping with a weapon since I was two. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? Does trash can function as shield for AC? Uh, it does. Cool, yeah. cool, uh, cool. Uh, plus one, though, not a plus two. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Originally, the man with the homemade sword was going to move in and aid his wolf-like friend, but since he took down the level three character with one bite, hello, he instead turns towards Troth. Does a 15 do it? With the lessened shield of this trash can lid, yes. 15 oh, hits. Tragic. And the other, this man, almost lizard-like, lashes out at you with his cleaver and misses horribly. The sword deals you seven damage as it bites into your mushroomy flesh. I don't like it. It's bad for a, me. A delicious musky smell fills the air. <laughs> you and gashed my fung. <laughs> that brings us to Darlu. Please roll me a death save. Eight. Yikes. Yep. That is not great, my man. Nope. That brings us to the end of the initiative and back to the top, starting again with Gigil. What's happening is we're under attack. That does. Counter-Strike. <laughs> Let us form a team fortress. <laughs> Your 20 perception from earlier tells you basically the position of everybody on the field right now. All right. Something about the slackening of your various membranes has made them hyper-resonant to sound, so you're just kind of picking up shit everywhere. Oh, yeah. I, I got little uh, Gigil squirmies all over. <laughs> Fuck me, Gigil squirmies. <laughs> I see you with my knee eyes. <laughs> <laughs> As you pass Darlu on the ground, bleeding profusely, you note that he does not have his bow, nor any of his other weapons. Darlu is in need of medical assistance. Shit, 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 shit. I've got it. Don't worry. But what Darlu also needs is not to be bitten by a wolf head again. Prevention is the best form of medicine. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> and I have more than an ounce of prevention. I have about two pounds attached to a flailing sectioned mace, mm -hmm. which I'm then going to implement onto the problem. <laughs> you apply wiggle syringe liberally. Mm -hmm. The cause of the symptoms, this opponent. You, you have a horrible infection in the form of a man. <laughs> <laughs> have I recovered from my hangover a little bit more yet, or am I still poissoned? You are still poisoned. All right. Still. This, this will be a uh, duration thing. Uh, then that is going to be an eight to hit. Oh. You swing with your staff and miss wide. He turns his gnashing teeth to you. Inside, you can still see his natural face. Then I will follow it up with an unarmed attack, attempting to kick him away. Not a natural 20, a two instead. Oh, so barf. seven to hit. God damn. As I like raise my leg to cock my, my leg back <laughs> to create some force. <laughs> And there's a little bit too much jiggly going on, and you can see uh, what would be a femur breaking mm -hmm. if it, if he had bones. <laughs> the leg just goes limp. 
Oh, no. Nice. <laughs> Your leg went all brown banana. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That brings us to the wolf. He attempts to take a nice hard bite at you. It's 14 plus 5 for a 19. That's gonna hit. He comes down on your various membranes and takes a bite, his mask filling with the noxious fluids that are you right now, given that you are probably about 13% alcohol by volume. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. It's all right. I'm literally sweating away some of the alcohol. It's like falling off of me. I never got to digest it. That is a decidedly less aggressive attack, but still 11. I'm jellied. (laughs) Are you unconscious? No. It's bloodied for... for, bloodied wow. for, gotcha. for You're jellied at half mass or less. Mm. I was like, there's no fucking way a level three character goes down at 11 damage. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> Realizing that he is doing very well in this fight, he makes no other move. He instead intends to clearly murder the two of you and then move on to your allies. What about his legendary action, though? He no <laughs> god. There's a layer action. We're on his street. This is Wall Street, and he is the wolf. <laughs> 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 that makes it troth. All right, Troth is in danger alone in the forest mode. Predators on every side. And uh, despite his less than perfectly salient awareness, he goes into a combat roll. He will provoke one attack from the lizard face boy and roll around behind the other guy, getting closer to the intersection of the alley. Okay. Lizard man can take a swing on me for leaving his threat range on Fort. That is a seven plus five. I deflect it with my mighty Swiffer. (laughs) (laughs) Sweef. And trying at all costs to push these predators away, he slams the trash can lid into the alley and casts Thunder Wave. Ooh. Love that. Uh, I need both of them to make me a con save. The swordsman before you definitely succeeds, but the man at the end does not with his glorious seven. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 10 damage to Lizard Face, and he's pushed back 10 feet, and 5 damage to my good neighbor Totoro. The Lizard Man is knocked unconscious by the blast. He collides with the fire escape that's hanging just down at head level and just completely fucking clotheslines himself. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the other gentleman braces for the impact and then turns to face you. That makes it Lita's turn. Still struggling to find her feet, Lita vomits all over the alley. <laughs> Iris, you you got this one. Home defense mode. (laughs) The small Maldron clicks, beeps, and whirs, leaving the gauntlet and immediately powers down. And with a little buzzing sound, it flies over to Daralu. As it approaches the wolf-headed man, it fires a shock of force from its eye. That is a 23 to hit. That will definitely Ooh. hit this gentleman. Fucking Shockham's razor over here. The the Madron is not drunk. Ooh. <laughs> the most responsible of all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Iris hits for six force damage. And then as it begins to scan Daralu with a field of light, it immediately begins administering medicinal magics. Thank God. Stitching you back together with heated beams of light. You regain 10 hit points. Ooh. Hot. Mm. Douglas. Damn, that's a good eyeball. Love to see it. Lita, not watching, curls back up on the ground. (laughs) My turn is over. I love that. That makes it the peasant's turn. The swordsman turns to face you. 
swings his sword around with a surprising amount of grace and fluidity and completely fucking whiffs the attack, clanging it up against the wall. You imagine he probably watches a lot of people on stage do sword play, and he was not anticipating actually using it. He knows how to swing a sword and miss. Yes. Yes. Uh, Strategically learning from stage actors. He's learned how to miss swinging very well. That's the only peasant. So that immediately moves us to Darlu. Darlu, receiving the warm and healing rays from Iris, struggles to open his eyes and looks up. Thanks, Eyeball. Your hangover has doubled in the process of being knocked unconscious due to blood (laughs) loss. Before standing up, Darlu rolls over and looks at the wolf-headed man and says, your, your bark, something, something, your, your bite's good. And I, if I had a face like you, you're ugly. <laughs> He's going to cast Vicious Mockery. <laughs> Please make me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> 18. 18. Fuck, that passes. <laughs> that seems appropriate. <laughs> the fuck did you just say to me? He's going to pull himself up and put his hand on Gidgel's shoulder, sinking into it just a little bit. <laughs> My friend thinks you're ugly. And I'm going to give Gidgel... Combat inspiration, here you go. Of course I'm ugly, why do you think I wear the fucking mask? I was right. And yet, I will make you uglier. Darlu's turn <laughs> is over. My friend here doesn't like you. <laughs> Perfect timing, that's Gidgel's turn. All right, give inspiration to the drunk. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to try and administer some plastic surgery. Beautiful. A rhinoplasty. Some facial reconstruction. <laughs> that is going to be an 11 to hit. That is not going to do it. This helmet but is particularly dense. My captain ordered me to do it, and Ooh. so I will take some inspiration real quick. Hell yes. Yeah. And I will jump it to a 17. Definitely hits. Thank you. Hi, hi, captain. As my section mace goes missing, I am going to uh, drunkenly jerk my whole body over to the side, whiplashing it into the back of his head. Hell yeah. That Ooh. is going to be 10 points of damage. Hot damn. I'm using that momentum from the mace to twirl me around. I'm going to attempt somewhat of a bicycle kick, but it's literally me flinging my legs at him just along for the ride. I'm I'm donkey. <laughs> with uh, with Darulu's little support, isn't it more of a tricycle kick right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a 12 to hit. Tricycle kick. That's not going to do it on the werewolf. He is the toughest boy here. Fuck. The what? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a literal description of what he is. Yeah, that's, that's true. He's not actually a werewolf. That's just what he's called. Your juicy members slap up against <laughs> his chest uselessly. Juicy, huh? <laughs> Come again. <laughs> and anything else? That's it. That makes it the werewolf's turn. Realizing that he has a unique opportunity to bite at what he thinks are your legs, he takes it with an 18 on the die. That's going to hit. Uh-oh. He's coming at you with 14 damage. Okay. You could have killed me. The pain is too much as these teeth bite into one of the nuclei of his legs, and it just sends me into full puddle recovery mode. Oh, no, you're kick nukes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good, you're back up. That means I get to kill you again. No. (laughs) (laughs) That makes it Troth's turn. All right. Troth, having a now dented shield in his hand and a half-cracked broom, 
will look inward and say, Though I reside in this hell of stone and smoke, nature protect me. And from of his unseen outholes, <laughs> a cloud of misting spores begin to fill the air around him, radiating off of him like steam. He will activate Halo of Spores as an action. Beautiful. And as he does that, he will step away from this foe. Uh, and as he steps back, the swirling spores um, form almost kind of a shield of energy around him. I still do provoke. Can't do anything about that. But it's definitely the right idea right now. Beautiful. He does roll an 18 on the die. Okay. And that is going to be two plus three. All right. The weapon carves through some of the spores, knocking them out of the air, but the blade does not connect Troth. Beautiful. And as a bonus action, I will say, my non-mammalian brother, rise to your feet and strike again, using a healing word. Nice. Shaboingo, six hit points from a lad. Truly shameful. (laughs) And that is the extent of my abilities on this turn. Lydia, you're up. There's a whirring sound as Iris powers back up and fires another force bolt at the werewolf. Mm. 17 to hit. That is going to do it. You are the best of us, Iris. (laughs) That is four force damage. That tops him out. The impact of the force bolt is enough to send the wolf helm out of its state back into armor. Twisting his head to the left, you hear a loud crack as his neck bone breaks, and he falls to the ground, dead. I told you, nah, you back alley dog boy. The small rod-like arms coming from Iris flip around, changing the grabbers to clamps, which crackle with electricity. Keep in the clamps. <laughs> Squeezes. Put those grippers away. <laughs> with a crackle, a voice says, information collection mode. And it begins hovering down towards the now unconscious person. Oh, mm-hmm. it's going to take his nips off. <sighs> Gross. <laughs> but that is the end of my turn. Excellent. That brings us to the peasants. Realizing that his friend has just been murdered, he screams, help, help, <laughs> help, and begins running away. Uh, if he moves within 10 feet of me, he needs to make a con save. <laughs> oh, shit. That is a six on the die. Give him a score to the girt. Can I do non-lethal necrotic damage? No, you cannot. All right. Well, when he runs through the cloud of spores, they cling to his skin and begin consuming <laughs> his exterior flesh. Ah, oh, God. And he only takes five damage. He had already taken five, and these men have 10 HP. <laughs> he falls to the ground, screaming and then silent. You stand amidst the wreckage of the battle that you don't remember starting, but you do remember finishing, and you realize that your ally foe is nowhere to be found. Iris, transmit and record. Goblog. Etherdate 46235.7. Nothing about this shit makes any goddamn sense. Wood? Wind? Ha! What a joke. A Midnight Reaver could capsize her with a fart. But maybe that's okay. I mean, 
Is she a small dumb thing that shouldn't exist? Absolutely. But that makes two of us, you know? So, yeah, fuck them. Folks keep telling me she's alive. <laughs> As if I don't already know that. Of course she's alive. Duh. All ships are alive. Because every machine has a soul. I mean, okay, look at Iris. When I found her, she was lost and broken and... I mean, don't get me wrong, I built her a new chassis, but I didn't fix her. She had to decide that on her own. Fungus the Fungus seems to understand that much at least. In his own... weird way. <laughs> we just can't seem to get on the same wavelength. Guess that goes for me and the rest of the crew too, though. Not enough of a goblin for the midden, but too much of a goblin for anywhere else. Same old story. Everyone thinks the fart is funny until they have to smell it. Bad flapping seems alright, though. But... I don't know. Brady's too soft for this job. Guess it doesn't matter. We'll find out soon enough. If there's anything he can't handle, well... You know, at least I know Sinner Sinner Stricken Dinner and I have some kind of an understanding. No matter what, we'll make sure the bodies get buried. But... Maybe I'll give Flap a few good bites to start toughing him up, just in case. That's what they do with goblin babies, anyway. Well, here's hoping this isn't all just a big waste of time. Good night, ship. Let's prove everyone wrong. I've never seen anybody finish photo finish a combat with a fungus fart, and I am just fucking. Right <laughs> I'm sorry, Zach. <laughs> I take a drink, ear fungus fart, and I almost yeah. just spit all over the fucking no, studio. That's, that's a great phrase. Photo finish fungus fart. <laughs> writing it down. Photo, yeah. Writing it down. <laughs> Yeah. Photo finish fungus fart. Photo finish fungus fart. Photo finish fungus fart. Photo finish fungus fart. Christ. Play of the game that. I'm sorry. I tried to kill the episode. I wrote it down and I spelled photo with an F. Or fungus with a PH. This was a doozy of a one. How y'all doing? I ate some doozy. I'm doing. I'm good. good. Pretty good, all things considered. I'm alive, and that's the best I can ask for. <laughs> yeah, these these guys are ten in all stats, or like twelve in all stats, and like you know nothing. They're nothing enemies. I just did not expect them to knock your asses. Even yeah, goblins so can kill bad. angels. They're fucking glass cannons, and Law got him with his ass cannon. Yeah. So I'm not like super <laughs> upset about what's going down there. <laughs> I did bring a little thunder. Well, let's get yeah, this did. let's get this motherfucker done so we can have some KFC. Okay, mm. well, let's talk about that. I mean, we don't got to say that like we're proud of it. Yeah, we we're about to <laughs> commit some classy food crimes. All right. We don't need to advertise oh, we, them. We can enjoy our shame chicken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, um, let's see. Song title of the game for me or the, that I wrote down was uh you don't get you go you don't get to fuck them up. That seems like when you're talking <laughs> you about organs, you don't okay. get to fuck them up. That sounds like some new metal shit. Or, well, also got to appreciate what could be um, like the sequel to Ocean Avenue. 
We're on Wall Street and he is the wolf. <laughs> We're on Wall Street and he is the wolf. Is that's, very good. That sounds like a Fallout Boy song. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. If I'm going band and album or band and single song title, the band is Burdened by Lungs. And the song title is <laughs> Then You Smoke the Egg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't think of anything else now besides photo finish from this part. <laughs> I mean, I wrote down some juicy ones. If if, if we're going for like a album to, or a band name, we smoke Arter. That's pretty mm. good. Mm. That's classy. Good. Classy. It's, it's it has like a Viking metally kind of sound to it. Yeah. But for just good phrases, pass the Duchess to the port hand side. <laughs> that was very very good. Also, just uh, oh yeah, it was photo finish fungus fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, I feel like wear a wolf is a pretty good name wear for a, a band. Wolf. <laughs> wear, wear a wolf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, this was a uh, this was a wild one. Um, I wanted to see how it would go. Pulling a hangover style, like you've just unblacked out. Mm-hmm. What's going mm-hmm. on? I'm ready. Uh, so Dude, where's my quest? Exactly. <laughs> I like it. And just like having gone over how long rests are going to take a week in this uh, this season, mm-hmm. I was just like, don't use too many resources. Yeah. Yep. Fun fact: I watched Dude Where's My Car uh, at three o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep. How'd that treat you? It's not good. Oh my no. God. So I I remember it being possibly better than uh, than you might think. Like, you know, you know, some movies you're like, it's a bad movie. And then you're like, watch it again. And you're like, actually, this is pretty fucking tight. Or sure. it aged well. It didn't. It's no. bad. I, yes. It's bad. Don't watch Dude, Where's My Car? I'm going to have to. <laughs> Don't watch Dude, Where's My Car? It's on HBO Max right now. And uh, and the fun fact <laughs> is this episode has to be Lita for the journal because they're the only one that hasn't gone yet. Oh, Yeah. This will be a good one for it. This is a good one. But I it like is like the, I'm trying to work here. Yeah, the, the first half was doing schematics. This one was sleeping in the like, garbage and having Lita take care of shit. Hell yeah. yeah. I like yeah. that a lot. I think it's a good idea. Just the last half of the journal entry is all redacted. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Thank you, Bree, very much for this map. It's just a simple, straightforward alleyway map, and she banged it out in like five hours, I think, which is pretty impressive given that it's all hand-drawn. You know, thank you, Hedger the Editor, for editing this. Uh, we we really can't uh, show our appreciation enough. Thank you, audience, for audiencing this. I can't appreciate you enough. You thank audited you for the perceiving fuck out us. Of us. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to figuring out what the hell happened here, I wish you guys luck. Mm-hmm.